Hey guys, uh, welcome for the first episode of the Coast to Coast podcast with me, Caleb, and my good friend, Amir, the Kings fan. Um, today we're going to give you a whole rundown of things from coaching, players, trade rumors, draft stuff. We're even going to give some NFL picks. So, Amir, with that happening, would you like to say anything? Yeah, uh, welcome, guys. Uh, for those of you that I know, thank you. I appreciate you guys supporting. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in um, to our first podcast. Uh, I promise you we're going to make this a really good uh, podcast for the long term. We're trying to get some special guests for you guys. We're trying to get um, some really good content out here, and we want to start it off well. Um, so we've been talking for a while about doing this. Um, and we really kind of wanted to get it going. Uh, for those of you that know me, or for those of you that may not know me, um, I coach basketball. Um, I'm a basketball junkie. I'm a Kings fan. Um, so that should kind of tell you enough about where my uh, basketball uh, love is at. Um, I played it since I was a kid. And man, it's, 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 it's a different form of art for me. So uh, I love talking about it. I'm glad that you guys are here to tune in. We're going to give you guys a lot of good details, a lot of content. Um, and this is not going to be some, you know, arguing, yelling back and forth show. We're going to we're going to give you guys actual good breakdowns of trades, of, of stuff, of free agency that's about to come up. Uh, the draft is coming up. We're going to talk about that. And we'll even talk about <laughs> me and Caleb's hated Lakers winning the championship. Uh, Caleb, you got you want to start off with that? Anything you got to say it's as a Celtics fan? It's going to be hard to do that without sounding like a bitter Celtics fan. Um, obviously, I wanted it to be Celtics-Lakers, but freaking Heat. And Brad Stevens had to get scared whenever he saw his own. So the Heat won. And then, of course, it felt predetermined after that that the Lakers were just going to go ahead and take that series. Even though it was 4-2, to two, it definitely felt like it was it was more of a lopsided series than it was 4-2. to two. For sure. I mean, we saw the first two games uh... – Miami started off – I will say Miami started off really well that first game. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with Eric Spolstra. I think Spolstra is a phenomenal coach. I think he's one of the best young coaches in this league, along with Brad Stevens, um, who did a great job with the Celtics. I think, again, it just – it has a lot to do with experience, and I think Boston is kind of getting that experience. Uh, Miami is still a very young team, and we saw that in the finals. Uh, they, they did not handle the pressure well. Um, and, and they did a, they did a decent job. I would say as far as later on in that series, they kind of calmed down. They, they control their nerves and, and kind of realize, okay, yeah, we are playing LeBron. We are playing Anthony Davis. We're playing a strong Laker team, but at the end of the day, they're, they're at the, they're made it to the finals for a reason. They're at that split position mm -hmm. for a reason. So, um, bubble, whatever you want to talk about it, they, they made it. And, and at the end of the day, the Lakers were the better team. I think we all knew that the Lakers were the heavy favorite, um, I saw a lot of it. There was a lot of analysts even talking about how this was one of the most lopsided finals in history. And again, I thought Miami did a great job of showing that, you know what, we're still going to be in it. Um, and like, kind of like you said, yeah, it was four two. It wasn't as close as a four two as we, as it kind of seemed, but I thought Miami fought um, Jimmy Butler played a hell of a series. Tyler hero at that young age, he's playing, playing amazing. Um, Duncan Robinson, they they all stepped up. Bam out of Iowa. That they got a really young team, and I think I'm excited for Miami's future. I think uh, we'll talk about that come free agency and draft and trade trade days. But I think they got a really big trade lined up, and then we'll talk about that later. That's 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 a rumor I, I, I have in the back burner. Yeah, 
I'll say one good thing about the Lakers winning. Dwight finally got that championship. Yes, yes. that's I'm what that's, I, I was happy for him. I'm definitely happy for Dwight. Um, I mean, he's he's had a rough kind of last five, ten years. He went from Hall of Fame status, one of the best centers in the league, playing, you know, Kobe in the finals with as a center. You know, we haven't seen a center-led team since Dwight Howard. And now that with Anthony Davis, I mean, that's not really a center-led team. That's yeah. kind of a LeBron-led team. And we've seen LeBron-led teams go to the finals. We haven't seen a center-led team go to the finals since Dwight Howard. So I think it'll be interesting to see – uh, kind of what the Lakers do with Dwight. Uh, I don't. I don't really see them picking him up again. He wasn't too mm-hmm. big of a factor, um, but I think he did. A, I think he did a good job throughout the season. And and one other player before we just to, before we move on is is Rondo. I think uh, we're big. We're both big Rondo fans. He played for the Kings. He obviously played a lot of years for Celtics. <laughs> um, and uh, you know you just gotta love Rondo. He's probably the smartest player in the league right now, um, and he plays with the the most talented player in the league LeBron James who's also very smart too so I I could see the Rondos being in a a short-term two three-year stay with the Lakers um, because I thought he did a great job in the finals I need Rondo to come back to Boston I can't stand seeing him in that yellow and purple anymore man yeah I I can't lie I mean as a Kings fan I I love Rondo but I did not want to see him go to the Lakers as soon as he did I was like you know what LeBron's probably going to win it anyways. Let's let him win his ring. Um, but hopefully he moves on and goes somewhere else next year. Speaking of next year, it's rumored to return in January, Martin Luther King Day, Christmas Day. When do you think the season's going to come back? Man, I've been I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, what I've been hearing at first, it was a lot about they want to do another bubble. And congrats to the NBA. Let's talk about the only sport to get through a whole season with zero coronavirus <laughs> cases. That's insane. Uh, NFL's a mess football, right now. <laughs> the NFL's a mess. Uh, Major League Baseball was a mess in the beginning. They had to, they pretty much had to do a bubble at the end. And um, I really think it's going to be a lot to do with how we kind of progress with, you know, with these cases and um, it's really difficult. I have a really hard time seeing how the NBA is going to get, thousands of people inside of an arena there's no there's no open space like football and baseball and, th- and that's that can be rough especially considering the fact that you have a liability when you have all those people and the nba likes to be on the right side of things as we saw what they were the first major organization major business to, to shut down hey know, i saw March. that the uh celtics are taking out deposits for the season tickets for next year already oh really yeah and I'm not surprised. And I, I've heard a lot about how owners are losing a ton of money, how they're, um, you know, they're taking out a bunch of loans. And I think that has a lot to do with, of course, Corona. But um, the season ticket idea, I think they're trying to kind of recuperate that money back. And and even if they have no clue how they're going to have a season, I think they're going to try to figure it out. I think my opinion is if we do see a season, I think it'll start – in February, um, I, I I would love January. I don't see Christmas Day as a possibility. Yeah, Christmas at all. Day is like there's no way. There's I don't see a chance that give that would give the rookies like one month to get out. Yeah, and, and everything. I don't think that's gonna fly with a lot of players because yeah. they've been. And yes, there are teams like the Warriors. You know, like like Kevin Durant on the Nets that's been waiting an entire year and a half to play basketball, and and that's that's really rough, but. 
at the end of the day, the, the league is not going to cater to these teams that were not playoff teams that weren't able to go to the bubble and mm-hmm. haven't played since March. They're more catered to the teams that or not to the teams. It's just they're catering to how can we have a full season with fans? And even if it's uh, like a 5% capacity, mm-hmm. I think they're going to figure something out. I think the NBA will have a season next year, um, but I'm going to guess February. I say closer to all-star break. Um, is when kind of things will settle down. Maybe we'll get a, a vaccine by then. But honestly, at this point, who knows? What What do you think? Do you see I'm it? really, I'm really hoping for a February start. I don't think it'll go into March. But I mean, there's yeah. rumors of there even being like a potential lockout if this thing waits too, if they wait too long to figure out a start date. Because players aren't going to want to just be given an alert like a month before and be like, oh yeah, we're starting in a month. Get ready. Yeah, exactly. And they got to get in shape. I mean, we've seen yeah. a lot of the off-season yeah. workouts. The the, the players that have had these <laughs> insane off-season workouts where they've lost 20 pounds. We always hear about a player that loses 10, 20 pounds a summer. Mm-hmm. We always hear about a player that gained 10 pounds of muscle or gained this much percent of, of – or lost this much percent of body fat. And we see these things, and it doesn't really translate. But yeah. they need that. That's the, the, the reality is the players need that time to – yes, they do have some players like to lose that weight, and they will gain it back once the season starts because they start eating more, they start working out more it's different versus in the summer they have a goal their main goal is to either lose weight it's to get good at something and, and they need that time um and, and i don't see that time happening in i mean right now what is it it's uh, october 22nd and we're have we have neither of us and obviously it's not just us nobody has a clue what the plan is for this upcoming season besides the fact that they want to have a season besides that's the only thing we really know so um, hopefully we get a February start date. January would be even better. But like you said, I don't see if we go past February, man, that's going to get tough. I don't see a season starting yeah, in March because then that goes time. all the way. Yeah, exactly. And then that runs all the way till the winter time. And then it's like, well, what, what, you know, what's going to even happen after that? So, then you'd have a giant. Um, I don't know. I, I, we, we have no clue what's, what's going to happen with that. And, same thing that we have no clue what's going on with the Rockets. I mean, have you seen what they've been doing lately? They had Daryl Morey step down <laughs> after probably being one of the best GMs in the league. I think you could argue. Yes, he's he's made a lot. He's taken a lot of risks, um, but that's what good GMs do. That you got to take a risk. Um, you you have to take that 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 risk to get to that next level. And I thought the Rockets did that. They they were the only team that fought against the Warriors. They decided, hey, you know what? We're going to be the one team that's going to try to beat this incredibly stacked Warrior team that every other team was scared of. They said, no, we're going to wait till after the Warriors dynasty is done, and then we want to compete. The Rockets didn't care. Dale Morey didn't care. He decided, no, I'm gonna, I want to make things right. I want to win this championship. Unfortunately, they were a Chris Paul hamstring injury away from a finals oh, appearance, yeah. and we don't we, – who knows? You know, maybe they would have lost, but they, they were a game away from the finals in which they – most likely would have. I won. really thought that was the year they were going to pull through too. Exactly, and now you see that, and that was like, wow, Daryl Morey did a did a hell of a job. And now you look at it, and now he's stepping down, which is weird because you wonder. I mean, he obviously had the comments, you know, about Hong Kong earlier this year, um, which they actually said that had nothing to do with his stepping down. There was actually a rumor that came out this week that um, their owner, Rockets owner, is a Dan Tillman, I think. Yeah, I might be wrong. Uh, Tillman, as well as Harden, were kind of in Daryl Morey's ear about, hey, get get rid of Chris Paul. We want Russ, you know, and Daryl Morey was a huge Russ guy or sorry, huge Chris Paul guy. 
And that kind of, you know, that was a trade he didn't force his hand. He's like, well, what am I going to do? I, my star, superstar player, which I, I want to ask you a question about that in a second, but his superstar player says, hey, I want this guy. I don't want to play with this guy anymore. And that, let's keep in mind, the other guy is not just some random guy. It's a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer, Chris Paul. So um, he, they weren't getting along. And he said, I want Russell Westbrook, which was kind of, of oh, that's my friend type of a thing. You know, and uh, yes, Russell Westbrook's a very talented player, but uh it's it, it wasn't like a for sure trade which you know it was it was definitely a crapshoot and and we saw that they didn't work out for them and and now Daryl Morey steps down because he feels like he's losing his power I mean I, what do you think on that situation what, what did you think about that trade initially whenever they first got Russ I remember being like oh shit because like I'm a big Russ fan I'm not as big of a Chris Paul fan I do like Chris Paul but like I like Russ a little bit more and I thought it's going to be interesting seeing how those two mesh. And uh, it just That's didn't – I mean, it, throughout the year they looked good, but then they started to adopt that small ball stuff where they didn't even have a center on the roster for, like, the entire year because they, <laughs> yeah, cut, they, off, the world, they cut Jordan the, Bell. The record, the record shortest, uh, I think it was, starting lineup in history. Yeah. The, the, the Rockets – did some crazy experiments. They shot the most threes. Dude, by they were running five out consistently. Here. It was just ISO driving kick. And I, I mean, hated their offense personally. I do. That's just me. Celtics played them. It was so painful to watch because it's either they were on. I mean, if they were hitting, they were unstoppable. Oh, if they were hitting, it's, it's, it's very tough to beat. And that's what we saw in the Warriors series. I mean, they, yeah. they, they showed them that they can hit. And when they can't, we saw they missed what? 17, 18 threes in a row. It was and bad. That's, that's in the game seven, and, and that that's going to cost you a championship. Yeah. That's going to cost you a potential championship. And I get it. They were missing Chris Paul, whatever. But, I mean, that's a tough situation. And here's a question I wanted to ask you. So, we see a lot of superstars nowadays um, kind of running the show. As, for example, LeBron. You see LeBron. He runs the show. Yeah. Kevin Durant yeah. just recently said that they're – him and – or Kyrie mentioned that him and KD are going to be coaching pretty much. Hey, they're all going to be coaching. <laughs> and they, they kind of want to run the show themselves. And we're starting to see this a lot with superstars. My question to you is, do you necessarily see that as a bad thing? Um, but superstars are getting all this power. Because think about it. As a GM, there's the, to, on one hand, you have GMs that are, you know – they have no choice but to cater to their superstar because that's the guy that's getting them paid. That's the guy that's getting them wins. But on the other hand, your, your job is to be a GM. Your job is to make decisions, to make the tough decisions. It's, you know, it's, it's to make your superstar happy. Yes. But at the same time you want to win. And I think if you're not doing a good job of really being able to say, no, I, I don't think this trade should happen. Or I don't think this free agency signing is correct. Is that how do you see that? What what is something you what would you do in that position? I think there's a fine line between what caliber of player I would let call the shots like that and what I wouldn't. Like, who would you let call the shots there? Giannis, LeBron, Kawhi. I don't even know if you put KD yeah. in that now because he's hurt. Perfect so. example though. You brought up Kawhi. Uh, Kawhi's had a lot of problems. We'll talk about that later with the Clippers. But Kawhi has recently stepped up and been the leader and he's he's had his demands of i want this 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 that i want to paul george i want yeah you know i want to play for doc rivers all this and then we saw that he wasn't the leader that he thought he could be yeah uh, and and i'm uh, this is coming from someone that is huge on Kawhi. so it's 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 a difficult situation i think when you just really look at it 
you know, you want to keep your superstar happy, but you can't really, you can't let them, you know, as long as if you cater to them, you can consistently cater to them, but they're, if they're, you're losing, they're going to cater to themselves. They're going to say, you know what? I appreciate you guys doing this, but I'm going to go to a winning franchise. And then your job as a GM is probably gone because you are sitting here catering to a superstar Mm -hmm. that is more concerned at the end of the day about his own rings and his championships, which is perfectly fine because that's just how the business works. Hey, if there, if it's resulting in championships, I'm cool with it as a GM, but like, <laughs> that's true. And and that's my question to you. What do you think is that next step for the Rockets to get to that championship level? Cause we've seen them become it. We saw them become a contender. Once they got Chris Paul, once they had Harden, PJ Tucker, Clint Capella, it was a very good team. I, I thought when you have that core group, that's a very good group. Yeah. Now that they've, they traded Clint Capella away. They traded Chris Paul away. They have Russell Westbrook now that has shown that he is not the same player that he once was. He's not yeah. as athletic as he once was. He's not a good shooter anymore. And it's he never really was a great shooter, but now he's, he's his percentages have just been continuously dropping. So what do you think is that next step? What would you do? Say you're, you're, you know, you're stepping in tomorrow as the Rockets GM. Uh, what are some makes or some moves that you make to get them back to that championship level? Do you trade James Harden? Do you rebuild? What What do you do? I don't think that they can go from this roster they have now and make it a championship roster. I think they've tried too hard to go with the small ball route, but it's just, it doesn't look like it can be effective in the playoffs. And truthfully, maybe cashing out on Harden and getting the assets you can get that might be the way you have to go because you're going to have a new GM. You're going to have a new head coach. Might as well just start with a blank slate and see what, see where it takes you. Because I don't think, I think right now you're just running in circles. You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, I think if you look at it, they're kind of at a point with, and this is my opinion on Harden, but I think Harden as a leader, he, he's not it. I, I think he, nah. he, he's not the type of guy that is, truly truly committed to winning a championship that's going to willing willing to give up anything and Mm -hmm. i think he and don't get me wrong i think harden is one of the best scorers we've ever seen Mm -hmm. probably the best scorer we've ever seen one-on-one player um but at the same time that's not really one on game of basketball is five on five i mean as a basketball coach myself we i've had players that can take over games and and they can win us. I've had players that can literally win us a game just on their own, but that doesn't really translate to a championship level. Once they get into the playoffs, once they get uh, focused down on a really good team, they're going to really lock down on them and they're going to force somebody else to beat you. And if you don't trust your teammates, if you don't trust, you know, your coaching staff, your front office to make the right moves, I I think you're in a difficult position and, 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 Hey, that's that's kind of what's that's kind of what's been going on with the Rockets, as well as with the Kings, who have been struggling for the past <laughs> what twenty years. It's been last fifteen years they ha- they haven't made the playoffs, uh, and it's that sucks as a Kings fan. Um, you know, and, and they've made some terrible mistakes, like passing on Luca, um, hiring Luke Walton. Um, you know, they they've made a lot of rational, irrational mistakes. Firing Mike Malone, you see, we see how, what Mike Malone's doing with Denver right now, and you know what, what he's done with Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic and Jamal Murray, and you know the growth of those guys. Um, but you know that that's not the same thing with the Kings. Is they they constantly are taking guys out there. Dave Yeager did an amazing job developing the team. Yes, there were rumors. Um, around that he was hated by every single person in that arena so you know that that's 
you know, you give and take, obviously you kind of have to fire him, but yeah. At the end of the day, they've been a disaster. Vladi finally steps down this summer, which is great news for Kings fans. Um, and they just signed, speaking of the Rockets, Houston assistant, Houston assistant GM, Monty McNair, um, who worked under Daryl Morey. And he's, uh, he's been known around the league for being an analytical guy. Um, he's, he's been known for being huge on just kind of numbers and, and really working with coaching staffs. He really believes on having a good relationship with coaching staff, which is something that the Kings need because they've always had issues with coaching. Yeah. They've always had a disconnect there. Exactly. So I think that's something that they need to figure out as well as the disconnect with Buddy Heald right now. I mean, right now, Buddy Heald is not picking up Luke Walton's phone call. (laughs) (laughs) That is, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I love Buddy. I was lucky enough to, you know, work with him at his camp. Super generous guy, super nice guy, very hardworking, comes from a very humble background. Um, you know, he's a hard, he, he's, he's as tough as nails. He, he's really tough. His, his, what he came through to get here has been a crazy journey. Um, but I think at times Buddy can be a headache and, and that's just being honest. I think, he, you know, he was being super about getting his money. He was being all, you know, like going to the public and going to the media. And then now that he doesn't like Luke and he didn't like Jaeger and I don't get me wrong. I, I'm not a fan of Luke at all, but I just think that the, the constant, you know, it's like a reoccurring problem somewhere along the line. Yeah. And exactly. I mean, <clears throat> what would you do if you had a player like Buddy Heald and you, you know, you're Luke Wallen, how, how do you kind of go about that when a player is literally done with you he's just shunning you and he's like i want i want out but you just signed a four-year deal last year so you you don't really have that power he's not a lebron james a superstar type player he's he's a he's not even a fringe star yet i mean maybe he could be a great shooter one of the best shooters in the league um but he's not that star to really demand to make any demand so what what would you do in that situation if you're Monty McNair? How do you how do you go about this? He just stepped into this situation and there's already some turmoil. Well, first I'm calling him in and I'm telling him like, look, you got to talk to Luke. That's your head coach. Like you're gonna have to talk to him. I just be like, if if you want to be here, tell me now. If you don't, let me know right now so I can get you out of here. Because it's like you said last year it was the contract. It was also Davey Ager he didn't like. Now, all of a sudden, he doesn't like Luke. He's not answering his calls. Like, if you don't want to be here, tell us now so we can move on. Because exactly. as a new GM, I wouldn't want to mess around with it too much. I wouldn't want to be trying to get the guy's trust in. I'd just be like, are you in or out? I mean, that's true. I think it's tough to kind of be like, you can't force a guy to play anywhere. You, this is yeah. the NBA. They're grown men. Uh, they're going to do what they want to do, regardless if they sign that contract. I get it. Yep. He signed a contract. He's committed to the city. He's committed to these fans. He's committed to the organization. But – that's not really how the league works anymore. It, it's it's a player's league, unfortunately for you know fans that are you know very committed to these players and they're diehards and we're obsessing over these players. They don't. They, they I mean they love the fans. They appreciate them, but they at the end of the day we don't really they don't give a shit about us. At the end of the yeah. day they they care about what's going to benefit them, just like we all do as humans. We're all kind of selfish mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So no no blame to them. Um, I, I completely respect the player that wants to make their decision. I'm glad we're in a time where players can make their own decision. Yeah, I'm a not, big player guy. I'm about yeah. players having their own rights. Of course, especially even as a Kings fan that's yep. been dealing with Buddy Heald, it's it's tough. But, you know, it, this is a player's league. And speaking of a player's league, the Kings hired a player's coach and Alvin Gentry the, uh, next to Luke Wallen, who's also a player's coach. That's why he got hired. Um, but I think Alvin is a little bit more – 
obviously he's a lot more seasoned um, and he's, he's been in the league for a while. So he's seen it all. Um, and I think as an assistant, that's a great hire. Um, but I, I still just, in my honest opinion, I, I don't see it working out with the Kings. I, I don't see Luke being a head coach. I mean, he wasn't listening to Igor much yeah. um, just from what I've heard. And now it's like, with Alvin Gentry, maybe they've worked together. Maybe they'll kind of get along, but th- that doesn't really necessarily mean that the Kings are going to be better. It doesn't mean that a record is going to be better. Or they're going to be a better team or Luke's going to all of a sudden, you know, do a much better job developing. So I, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough go and, you know, they're going to have to figure it out. It's, it's a, it's a tough situation, whether you want to fire Luke or you want to keep him after this year. And, same thing with the Clippers. Speaking of the Clippers, they they just fired Doc Rivers, and that's I mean that was that was a ballsy move because obviously a lot of fans, you know how reactionary Monday. Oh, he needs to get fired. Yeah. Doc Rivers lost three and one, all this stuff. Um, but hey, they they Balmer Balmer does not care. He will swing for the fences, and he he decided to fire Doc Rivers, hey, and that kind of came a little bit surprised to me. Yes, and they I mean, hired Tyler Lue to a five-year one of my field. favorite coaches out there. He, I think he's really – he was one of the few co- few coaches that LeBron ever had that, like, he just stood right up to LeBron, and he was like, I need more out of you. Oh, and that's like, that's one thing I respect about Ty Lue is I used to – I couldn't stand him. I'm like, man, oh, this guy is not saying anything to LeBron. Yeah. He's not – He's not doing anything. He's just hiding behind LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love. I'm not giving him no type of respect. But, you know, I've read a lot of stuff – about how much he really impacted the team and who he was the only real coach to check LeBron. Obviously, yeah. Eric Spolster wasn't in that position at the time. Yeah. Um, so that was more of a Pat Riley who checked LeBron. And LeBron doesn't like being checked. I, I mean, we've seen it. He, he likes coaches that will kind of go with what he will cater to him. Yeah, yeah, will cater to him and, and whatever he wants to do. And, and Ty Lue is not that guy. I mean, he, he even got an interview with the Rockets. So uh, I, think, I think it's a much better fit being on the yeah. Clippers. Um, he was there last year. I think Kawhi really needs to kind of buckle down. Um, and again, yeah. this is coming from someone that is Kawhi's one of my favorite players in the league, but you know, he really, he really shocked me this year. I, I even hearing rumors recently about how Montrez, Montrez Harrell, Lou Will and Pat Bev all said that they're, they're unhappy with the way Kawhi's approach was this year, how he was, you know, being late to practices, skipping games, like, you know, kind of just special treatment, getting special treatment. And it's like, you can't do that as a leader. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about LeBron. He, he was never like that. I mean, Kobe, Kobe's one of the toughest competitors ever. He, he's no, you see every single former player has said he set the standard. They followed him. Mm-hmm. They weren't out here like, wow, Kobe's killing it in games, but he's not doing shit in practice. No, he's, he was, he was showing it in practice. So then in games, people are like, oh, okay, that's not surprising. He's literally killing yeah. it every single day in practice. So I think that's really important that they got a guy like Ty Lue to kind of check those egos. And, and even with Paul George, I mean, man, I, he's, I, I am not a Paul George fan. Let's just keep it at that. I'm not either, but I'm trying not to overreact too much to this because it is a bubble. And like that whole setting is so weird. Like I knew some players would fare well in that and some wouldn't. Um, I definitely think though, that Paul George is get he's well he has to have a better season next year. There's no way he's worse than he was in the playoffs this year. If he's worse than what? that, 
he's I'd be done. I'd <laughs> no, but that's a good point. Surprising, not surprisingly though. I would say not surprisingly. Palmer, there are rumors from team executives that they want to get rid of. I don't know if they who they want to get rid of, but they kind of want to blow the team up. And I I I don't know about all of that. Just, I think yeah, you, you just gave up all those picks for Paul George. If you blow it up now and you don't have any picks, really, man, that's tough. And I, I get it; they want to build someone else around Kawhi. I, I I get it. There's rumors that they Kawhi wants a point guard that just came out this past week. Um, and I don't really know who's available besides Chris Paul, but I I don't really see that happening. I mean, I mm-hmm. I don't know who they would get that's gonna fill that role. That's gonna really take them to that next level i mean uh, we'll see it's 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 a tough position i don't really know who the clippers want to trade or or go for at this point but we've seen from miami when they had lebron wade and bosh took them two years to win a championship you know and it's it, it usually with these super teams it takes them a while we saw them with the Cavs too you know in their first year they weren't able to win it. in the second year they came back one to three one um trailing three one so I think it's it's just going to be a lot to do with how they handle, you know, the, how Ty Lue handles the locker room. And one guy I really thought that would have helped that locker room that should have stayed there was Sam Cassell. Um, I don't really know. I don't know what's going on with Sam Cassell, um, but they decided not to keep him. They actually, shockingly, in my – I was shocked that Chauncey Billups is going to be Ty Lue's lead assistant. I think that's a much better – route to go um comparing to like for example the nets who hired steve nash i think that's that's a very risky move because you're hiring a a guy who's played in the league but he has had zero coaching experience chauncey has wanted to be a front office guy but he i guess he kind of moved on he decided to be a coach and now he's an assistant and i don't really know how that works but but i'm i'm definitely excited to see it i think it's 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 some nice uh some nice entertainment for sure hey i brought this up in the on the uh, pod I was on earlier. I think since Mike D'Antoni pretty much is looking like he's not going to land a job, I think Brooklyn should go out and get him because I'm not saying Nash isn't going to be good, but having that type of experience beside you, like on your shoulder, giving you tips and tricks, it's going to be big for them because not saying Nash is going to be bad or he's going to be great, but he could use a helping hand. Oh, for sure. And I have some breaking news right now. Um <laughs> Clippers speaking of the Nets actually that's funny former Nets coach Kenny Atkinson is rumored to join Ty Lue's staff I guess the Clippers are having an eye on him so um that's breaking news on this podcast if you're listening you, you only get it you'll get it here first before anywhere else so you might as well tune in to us and get your breaking news don't listen to no garbage cnn and fox news just come here don't listen to espn we don't need Woj. you got us so anyways moving on um i i think that'll be an interesting situation with the clippers and yeah you're correct i think that with the nets uh, i think dan tony would be a great spot for him um i just don't see it happening they already hired a head coach so it's like how do you be like all right nash like like it's good to you a co-head coach <laughs> like here go <laughs> don't <laughs> okay anyways we're gonna move on um to actually philly the team that just hired a former clippers coach doc rivers uh doc rivers just got fired about what a month ago from the clippers and uh, not too long after the Sixers decided to hire him um, as their head coach. 
and yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I would have loved to see D'Antoni there. I mean, yeah. with Ben Simmons and, and Embiid, I think D'Antoni would have been a great fit. Obviously, D'Antoni is not really a big man coach, but I, I think D'Antoni could adjust. Um, and Embiid's not really those prototypical big men that's just back to the basket, you know, a hook shot. He's more of like he got outside game. He has mid-range. He has the inside game. He has it all. So I, I would have loved to see D'Antoni go there. Unfortunately, they didn't. Um, so they hired Doc Rivers and, you know, I mean, after firing a guy like Brett Brown, uh, I don't really know if Doc Rivers is the answer. Nah, um, he's not, uh, I'll tell you. What do you think about that? You're clearly <laughs> adamant on that. I don't think he's going to fix their problems. And I don't think the front office is really giving him any shot really. Cause they paid Al Horford all that money. I yeah. don't, we aren't for sure yet if Ben Simmons and Embiid work well together. Yeah, and, we're not even sure if Ben Simmons is really yeah. that superstar player. And they, and they paid Tobias Harris all this money. So you have like four of your top paid guys. Yeah, that's a horrible contract. They are. Four of your top paid guys are centers and power forwards. Like, and this is a guard and wing driven league. And you're exactly you're giving all that money to bigs. I just don't see where I know Ben Simmons is a point guard in theory, but in the half court offense, he's more of a big man. Um, I think, yeah, no, I mean, you're right. Ben Simmons is, he's not really your, he's, he's more of a, uh, a magic type magic Johnson type yeah. guard, you know, yeah. where it's more of a bigger guard. That's not really, uh, he's not really meant to be a scorer. He's kind of a, he likes to get more people involved. He likes to drive it. You know, he's more of a flashy type of guy. Um, but he has to get that shot down. I think it's like, you it's, got, I get it. You're not a shooter, but you have to learn how to shoot. Yeah. I'm a Kings fan. Tyreek Evans failed in that league for that exact reason. Uh, he's a big point guard that was tra- changed into freaking six different positions because the Kings couldn't decide if he was a point shooting small forward. I don't know. So they, they eventually kept, you know, because they're like, he can't shoot. What are we going to do with a guy that can't shoot? Yeah. But he's really talented. He's a great finisher and he has great vision. And it's, I mean, unfortunately for guys like Tyreek, hopefully Ben Simmons doesn't go that route. Um, but, you know, it's I like, you same, want like, Nothing that no no front office move they make no roster move they make none of it's gonna matter unless Ben Simmons gets a jumper because exactly that's your there's no doubt that him and Embiid are the guys there but and you're spot need, on you need Ben to be able to shoot if he like he is a phenomenal player can guard one through five has probably top five point guard passing in the league but if he cannot develop any sort of a jump shot there's not they're not gonna go anywhere. I agree. I think. I mean. The interesting thing is they actually hired uh, Dave Yeager as an assistant there. And Yeager, um, you know, he he had a lot. Again, I mentioned it. I thought he did a great job with the Kings developing guys. I think he can do a a really good job developing Ben Simmons. Um, and, yes, I'd say developing because Ben Simmons is not developed yet. Yes, he yeah. is. He's getting better and better. He's a super talented player. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm more talking about his game of, of really getting to that next level. He can get to that next level. I think a lot of us see it. Um, but it's just kind of how do you get there? And, and it's uh, you need a coach that's going to push you to that level. Um, and I think Dave Yeager can do that. Unfortunately, I don't see it happening under Doc Rivers. That's a very weird dynamic to me because Diego has an ego as well as Doc Rivers has an ego as well. And that's kind of – I don't know how much Doc will allow Jaeger to have power. I don't really know what the whole dynamic with that is. But uh, I would have loved to see Jaeger there as, you know, as an assistant under someone else. But yeah. that's just not – under Doc, it's just 
it seems like two more of like ego driven dictator style. There's going to be you know? too many heads for the players to pay attention to. Cause you're going to exactly. have Dave in one ear and doc in the other ear trying to tell you stuff. And it's, it's not going to, it's not going to mesh well. And speaking of Dave, he actually interviewed with Indiana um, and Indiana just made a decision to fire or not. They didn't just do this, but they fired Nate McMillan the day after they got swept, um, which I get it is playoff record is, is horrible. Like it's yeah. bad, but at yeah. the same time, he hasn't had much talent. Let's keep that in mind. He's, he has yet to have a superstar ever. Um, so, I mean, Oladipo's the closest and he's really only had that one, that one great season. And then after that, it's kind of been like, he can't stay healthy. He can't do this. And yeah. And that's, that's the frustrating part, I think for a coach like Nate McMillan and, you know, maybe he'll get hired somewhere else, but uh, in Indiana high, they interviewed Dagger and I guess, you know, after two weeks, Dagger decided oh, I'm going to go to Philly because they clearly didn't give him the job. They, they were also interested in Dan Tony. Um, and they didn't go that route. Um, and instead they actually made a new hire. I can't, I'm going to butcher his name. Something, but we're not worried about the last name name. or something. It's, it's something really, you guys can look it up, but I, I've done a little bit of my research on him. He is a talented guy. He is well-respected around the league. Um, he isn't Nate or not, sorry, not Nate. Nick nurses head assistant in Toronto, um, and there, there's been a ton of compliments from Toronto about uh, how talented of a coach he is. And a lot of people in Toronto are actually kind of nervous because they're like, man, that's a big loss for, for, yeah. for a talented coach like Nick Nurse. Yeah, Nick Nurse is super talented, but that is a tough loss for them. Um, and, you know, they're just going to have to kind of figure it out. Obviously, I think Toronto's a super talented team, but I think Indiana made the right hire. We won't know yet. I mean, you don't really know with assistants. We've seen, for example, uh, Jim Boylan. He worked on your pop. That dude is probably the worst coach ever. He has two a days, man. And he's in the NBA. He's trying to make NBA players do two a days. He is like, the worst coach probably since 2000. And since, since the year 2000, he's been the worst coach by far. I agree. I think we haven't seen a, a more um, old school style coach. And it's not really even old school. It's just not really connecting at all. The last coach that actually comes to mind is byron scott when byron scott used to yeah. take he used to take the players phones in from the locker room at halftime guys he would take the players phones and put them in a bucket and he would so then they, because he his idea his ideology was these young kids are too worried about their phones and social media they're not listening well, maybe you should figure something out how to how to get them more involved with social media, how to get them feel like, you know, you're connecting with them rather than hey. playing police with them and, and trying to, you know, parent them and say, you need to, you know, sleep at eight o'clock. And, you know, like this, that's your coach at the end of the day. You're not their parent. And these are NBA think, players. How do you think New Orleans players are going to react to a 61 year old Stan Van Gundy? <laughs> that's funny Stan Van Gundy just got hired after Alvin Gentry who just got fired and went to the Kings as an assistant um left they hired Stan Van Gundy and I think man uh there's a lot of hate going on for Stan let's let's keep in mind Stan Stan Van Gundy is a talented coach he has he has you know he has shown the reins for a lot of young players and and he he's done his thing I I think it's hey. it's wrong to kind of just judge him and say you know oh a 61 year old I get it I know what you're saying but 
he is an old guy. I think, I mean, with a young, how old is Zion? 20 years old, 19 years yeah. old. You got Lonzo, that's what, 23 years old. Uh, you got Brandon Ingram, that's probably 24 years old. Got a lot of young guys on that roster. And, you know, you you really want to have a job of connecting with your coach. But, like, you know, connecting with your coach also leads you to situations like the Kings where you hire a guy like Luke who doesn't really know what he's doing versus yeah. a guy who is – a history, a background, and knows exactly kind of how the game works. Yeah, he's been out of the league for a little bit, but, you know. Hey, he, but I, don't forget that Orlando team he had. I mean, that team, everybody on that team could shoot threes except Gortat and Dwight Howard. He kind of brought upon that that whole, like, four guys can shoot and let the, let the big run the paint. And I'm not saying that's what they're going to do with Zion, but – it's not like his. It's not like his complete style is completely outdated. You know what I mean? Oh, like for sure. Was, I mean, if you look at his old team, he yeah. had Jameer Nelson, he had Hito Turkoglu, he had Rashard Lewis, he had uh, Michael Petris, who was a very good sh- hey, three-point shooter. He had Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson, um, and and Dwight Howard, obviously, and that yeah. that's that's a, that's a lot of shooters for a team. Kind of, you know, they they were emulating. I would say similar to a San Antonio style where San Antonio, <laughs> San Antonio was the original team uh, for warrior fans out there. Y'all weren't it. All right. It was the Spurs first. Then Steve, where do you think Steve Kerr got his ideas from? Come on, come on now c- catch up with me. You know, you know how it is. Anyways, I give credit to pop because I, I, I used to watch the Spurs in the playoffs every year. I hated them. Um, I hated pop. And I hated that fact that they were just old school, annoying team. And Dude, I hated Tim Duncan. Dumbass too. banks, <laughs> banking shots. And then you had Ginobili with his damn Euro steps. You know how that their style is. And Tony Parker with that stupid little one-hand floater. Like, you know, that that's definitely annoying as a, as a young as Tim a young Duncan fan. was the most boring player I've ever watched in my lifetime. Exactly. His name, his name was so boring, too. Like, Tim Duncan. Like, oh, wow. That's Tim Duncan. Like, wow, that's really funny. <laughs> exactly and that team was kind of the style of what we see now if you yeah. if you notice that three-point shooting man they've had they've had guys like you know uh matt bonner who is a who was a good three-point shooter off of the bench yeah. he was red rocket exactly the red rocket um they, they've had some very talented three-point shooters marco bellinelli speaking of another guy who has been there who's you know they've they've created these guys aaron baines you know there was a time where Shaq was saying Shaq was saying on the playoffs, there was a playoff game at, and during halftime, Shaq was saying, calling him this guy. He was calling him this guy. He didn't even give him a name because that's just the Spurs. They'll, they'll Tiago splitter, you know, they, they make mm-hmm. these guys come out and they really do a good job of developing. So I think we could see the Pelicans go that route. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how the Pelicans go, but you know, I, I don't, I don't really know how that's going to work out long-term. I, I could see it working out short term though for sure. Um but yeah, what do you what do you think? Let's go to let's go to Boston real quick. Boston recently has some trade rumors. Um they they're interested in getting rid of Gordon Hayward, which I don't know who in who in the hell would want Gordon Hayward, hey, but the Pacers said they like uh, him. Sell me on sell me on Gordon Hayward, uh Caleb. You got 30 seconds. I want you to sell me on why I should trade for Gordon. I'm a GM of any said team. Why should I trade for Gordon Hayward? Ready? 30 seconds, go. You should trade for Gordon Hayward because he scores on great efficiency. He's a he's like a de facto initiator in the offense whenever you need it. Whenever you need a spark, um, defensively he's not a complete wash, but you know he's not exactly an all world defender. Um, 
I swear he doesn't have any injury concerns to worry about. Um, you sure about that? Yes. Um, I don't know about all that. <laughs> but, I mean, he's he's not an all-star caliber player anymore, but he's a good enough player to be like a third, fourth option. I think not having him in the playoffs kind of hurt the Celtics a lot in that Heat series because whenever he came back, it was kind of like shoehorning him in. Yeah. It would be better just to have him from the start. Yeah, he's more like uh, – he's you know, he's just more like a little – a prop like oh yeah. he's just there like just mm-hmm. to, like just to kind of get you distracted but he, he wasn't really a factor at that yeah. point because uh gordon hayward had a he had a well he had a rough season as far as injuries again i would say you know he's he's dealing with some injuries for the past few years he had a broken um, hand and a severe ankle sprain this year exactly and that's i mean that's tough at his age how old is golden gordon hayward like i think 31 32 32 i would say mm-hmm. yeah so I mean, I, I could definitely see them trading Gordon Hayward. That contract, the what, 25 a million, 25 a year? That's 34. He gets paid 34 this year. It's the final oh, year. Like, oh, okay. So that's why. Because it yeah. started at 25, and I guess yeah. it crept up like 3 million each year. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, it's his last year. I could see a team getting uh, being interested in a guy like Gordon Hayward. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, would, I wouldn't be shocked. But I would be a little surprised if a team actually took him on without the Celtics, you know, either getting a bad contract or something. I don't see them getting much value. We're going to have to give up substantial picks. Like Indiana wants him. They Well, they don't – I'm not going to say they want him, but they're they're monitoring him, which tells me that they're intrigued by him. Um, but you're going to have to package up something for some team to take him because he's just – he's damaged goods at this point. He did average exactly. 17 this year, but that was just, he was a fourth option. He didn't have he was getting open looks like really wide open looks. Yeah, I mean, I I went to the King Celtics game, um, and I want to say maybe November it was, and he played super well. I thought he was he was one of their better players in that yeah. game because I think you guys were missing. Uh, I want to say Jalen Brown or Probably. somebody was out. One of one of your healthy. One of, one of your young stars was out um, and he, he stepped up that game. And I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I think we have a lot of with, with free agency coming up with the draft coming up. We have the draft coming up on what? November. Um, 17th or oh, 17th or 18th. I believe it's the 17th, but I could be wrong. It's 18th. Sorry. So November 18th. Um, and then we have free agency coming up most likely in early December. I would say they, they, they had a rough target of early December. Um, so we'll see. I think I'm excited to kind of see how we'll go there. Um, and we'll get into the draft in a quick second, but I wanted to shift gears a little bit. We are, we are a sports podcast. Yes. We kind of, we, we our main goal is to talk about basketball we're basketball junkies. Um, we're going to have a lot of basketball guests on this podcast from, you know, high school players, college players. We want to get, we want to try to see who we can get. Um, so be, be ready. Cause we, we've been reaching out to a lot of people um, and we're, we're excited for the future of this podcast. You know, this is our first episode, but, but we're definitely excited. And, and we're, we're not just a basketball podcast. My point was we're a sports podcast, as you can see in our title, it's coast to coast sports podcast. And, and we, we want to talk football too. We're both Caleb and I are both Raider fans. Um, sadly, again, I'm a Caleb. I, I'm a Caleb's a, a Celtics, you know, Raider fan. That's not too bad, but I'm a Kings Raider fan. So, you know how my weekdays go. Not well. And my weekends, not well. Um, anyways, let's go to the NFL real quick. 
quick quick little segment. Raiders Buccaneers this weekend. Um, I was actually looking forward to our Sunday night game. Um, me and Caleb kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but we try to save it for you guys. Um, I was upset about the game being switched from five to one. They put us on the 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 one p.m. Pacific time slot instead of Sunday night football. Like, man, it, because we had COVID cases or something was going on. I don't Bro, know. Our whole entire offensive line is. is out. Our whole O line is out, and that's that's Trent Brown recently had uh what did he had a, he had his COVID test that was positive, correct? Yeah, and he's out. So I don't really know what the Raiders are going to do. I've heard rumors today that they're going to be pushing the game to Monday or Tuesday, which I would rather have than a yeah. damn one have all, game. all the guys healthy. There's, but did you see the, as well, since they didn't get the results in, in time for the other offensive linemen, they have to, they have to quarantine for five days. So even like, we're not going to have any of our offensive line, dude, if I they mean, don't move it back, there's an anti deep state against the Raiders and I will hire some sort of investigator to do the investigation on this. Yeah. We need, we need somebody to look this over because it's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a dandy on Sunday. I might not watch. It's going to be tough. I mean, the Buccaneers have a a really tough defense. Um, Obviously you got Brady at the top, you know, they got Mike Evans, you got Gronk, you got a lot, you got a lot of talented receivers out there. Um, I'm a little bit nervous to kind of see how this game goes but you know we're the Raiders that beat the Chiefs so hey you know anything anything could happen but um I'm gonna go with Bucks this weekend I'm gonna go Bucks uh 24 to 10 I'm gonna say Bucks 37 to 17 oh man all right well if that's the case I, I hope I don't have to watch that game I'm not I might not watch I might not turn it on I might watch till halftime and see what's happening Hopefully it ends up well for both of our sake. Um, speaking of, we're actually going to be doing a Raider podcast post that game. So be re- yeah. be ready for that. Um, we'll do a quick, we're going to try to do Raider podcast after every game um, and really try to get these quality, you know, podcasts out for you guys, give you guys good analysis on what's happening, what we think went wrong, what went right, what, what the Raiders need to do better in the future. And, um, you know, just, just simple stuff. And we'll do a quick little short podcast on that as much as we can. Um, but anyways, let's go to the Niners. Niners playing the Patriots this weekend and Niners came off. Uh, Jimmy G's had a rough go. His, you know, this beginning of the season, he's been hurt a lot. Um, and now he's been back and he, he had a, he had a decent game last week, especially off a of hurt ankle. He, I thought he played well. Um, but he, you know, he's, he's still, in my opinion, he's not, the answer for the Niners I, I don't know I don't see a long-term fit for them for him there um, I never have to be honest with you guys I'm not big on Jimmy G Niners defense is great I think Niners have drafted very well they have um, they're bad on with so many injuries this year yes Samuel I mean Ayuk they, they've had a lot they have a lot of young Bosa's talent out. on that team Bosa's out um and that's I mean that's rough it's it's a yeah Niners have had a rough season with injuries. Let's let's be honest. I mean, they they're not just they haven't just fallen flat off the earth. They've had a tough year, and but they had a nice bounce back week. Um, they're now three and three. I want to say, um, and you know, I, I tough schedule, tough tough oh, yeah. schedule for all the injuries out. they've had and the schedule they had. They're still doing really really good this season. Exactly. I mean, I honestly could see them easily being. Uh, 
two and four, if not one and five at this yeah. point. They've had a tough schedule. And up next, they got the Patriots, then the Seahawks, then the Packers, then the Saints, oh. then the Rams, and then the Bills. So <laughs> that is a stretch wow. of hell. And they need to get healthy. Um, Mostert was just announced that he is – Raheem Mostert is out. Um for I don't know how long he has a high ankle sprain. So, man, Niners have had it rough this year. I, I, I got to be honest with them. Um, not many. I guarantee you, not many people are feeling bad for them though. They they were there in the Super Bowl last year. They were dominating teams. They they you know they they're a super talented team. So not a lot of other teams fans are feeling too bad for them. I mean, injuries are part of the game. But you know, at the end of the day, they injuries are are horrible no one wants to see players get down no one wants to see two teams lose off of injuries it's no there's no fun in that i mean that's not real Uh, that's not real sports if the raiders won off injuries and won a super bowl i'm not so sure i'd be complaining (laughs) i agree but here's my point (laughs) would you rather raiders win a super bowl off of injuries rather what rather the other team be healthy I just want the Raiders to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, that's 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 understandable coming from a desperate Raider fan. But <laughs> Niners, I mean, this week they they got the Patriots. Patriots have came off recently that they they've been playing not well. I mean, they had another loss this week um, against the Panthers, and you know Cam has Cam has played really well, but. I just I don't know I, I don't know if they have the enough pieces on that team to really get that far. So I actually see the Niners uh, winning this week. I see them winning. Let's go twenty-one to six. I'm gonna go Patriots. Whoa, twenty-one to seventeen. Twenty-one to seventeen. Okay, okay. Uh, I. Honestly, that game is very swing. I can see that going either way. I, but they're again, two teams that are kind of stuck in in a in a rock in a hard place right now. And I think they're trying to figure out their situations going forward. And and you know, with Belichick, he first time he's complained, he hasn't been able to play or he hasn't yeah. been able to practice, been able to practice for two practice. weeks. It's that's. I mean, I get it. it. This is this is football, guys. We need to realize that this is they need practice. I mean, it's. It's not a in a sport like basketball where you can kind of just rely off chemistry and star players and superstars. This is you have what twenty four players playing twelve at a time. You know you're getting or eleven at a time. You have a lot of player and imagine how many players on the roster. You have so many players on the roster that you know that in that situation they need that practice time. They're not getting that practice time, and that that's that's a detriment to the league and detriment to the teams that these players can't get there. And they, you know, they, they're having a tough time going, this they're season, a tough time going forward with this. This season is incredibly tough for all the teams. I mean, you got to think the Steelers and Titans game, they, what were they? They were three and O whenever they were supposed to play originally. Then they had to get bumped back. Now they're playing this weekend. They're both five and O. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, the Titans have had a – they've had a lucky stretch, let's be honest. It's it's yeah. not really – I'm going Steelers in that yeah. game, I'll just tell you right now. Oh, you're going Steelers? Yeah. I'll actually, I'm, I'll agree with you. I think I think Steelers are going to win as well. I think they're a super talented team. And uh, I think we – you know, we, we, we haven't seen the best of the Steelers yet. We've seen Chase Claypool has had a breakout season. And, um, you know, I think he's been doing really well. 
And I think he's going to only get better, man. The, the Steelers have always done a good job of getting receivers. That's, that's, let's just be honest. They've had very talented receivers for what the past decade, at least, you know, so it's, it, we'll see. I don't know. I, I, I think at the end of the day, we'll kind of see how, how that game goes. We both got Steelers. We'll, we'll revisit that. Yeah. Um, um, what's your upset of the week? Let's go. We are going to have one upset surprise pick of the week for y'all. You guys let us know. Um, Tag us, add us, and let Isn't us know what your upset, upset of the week is. If, if I say the Bengals are going to beat the Browns. I mean. Is it? Because record-wise. No, because the Browns are not very good. But record-wise, yes. So you could go You could, You could. could go with that. I, I, is that your upset pick of the week? Yeah, that's got to be I it. I got mine. I got mine. I got mine. I'll go first. If you're not ready, I'll go first. Nah, that's mine. My, that's mine. Oh, my upset pick of the week. I have the Cardinals beating the Seattle Seahawks 28 to 17. I could see it. I don't know how that's going to go, but I could see it. Hey, I, Kyler Murray has been absolutely killing it lately. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is a really good fit for them. Um, and that defense has done a really good job of holding yeah. down and, and, I think they've done a much better job than they have last year. Um, Cardinals look very well put together. They look like a young team, and they look like they can have a surprise. I think they can they can kind of surprise people and, and really, you know, the Seahawks team is un, undefeated, and they're Russell Wilson, MVP player. You know, he's, he's an MVP candidate this year. He, he's likely to win it at this point. Um, and I don't know. I mean, we'll see how that goes. I don't know how – uh, Arizona is going to really go in the long term. It's still very early, so we don't really know. Long term, I mean this the rest of the season. I don't know how the rest of the season is going to go for them, but um, you know we'll see. I think the Cardinals have have a bright, bright future, though. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the Cardinals. I see them as the one of those young teams that um, with a very talented quarterback that can take over the league for the next decade. Well, they're lucky least. the Texans had the worst GM in all sports. <laughs> Yes, the Texans, man, you don't know what they're doing. They gave DeAndre Hopkins like it was a garage sale, man. That is that is not how you – kind of reminds me of, you know, how it works in the NBA. You have teams like Phoenix that give up guys like TJ Warren for free, you know, yeah. or, or his, Detroit. They gave up Andre Drummond and a pick for nothing. Like, you know, Andre Drummond is a talented – I don't know. It's just you have teams that just – Throw away players. Yeah, and they just they, – they don't know how to run the franchise. They just throw the player away, and it's like that's not going to get you anywhere. I mean, you see good teams. Look at the Warriors. I mean, they, they look what they've done with, you know, D'Angelo Russell. Look what they've done with all these picks that they've had in the past. They they get talent, and they, they do – Bob Myers does a hell of a job. And that's, Dude, they that, that's what you – They put off a Russell trade. <laughs> Say that again? They put off a heist in that D'Angelo Russell trade. I know so you want to – I know people you want to talk about that real quick before yeah. we get off. Yeah, I do want to talk about that because I know, I know NBA Twitter has like this infatuation with D'Angelo Russell. They call him deloading. He's been loading since 2015. He's it's it's not looking very, it's not looking very much better. Well, here's my thing with D'Angelo Russell with him, but like, yeah, he's always. It just felt like even when he was lighting it up on the court, he was somehow being a negative on the other end, and it was just. I don't know. I get the excitement because Booker, D'Lo, and Cat want to team up. So I get why you would run for that. But like, 
you gave up next year's first first round pick to yeah, team up the, and then but then in this draft in this draft class Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball they're too ball dominant they're going to take the ball away from D'Angelo Russell and James Wiseman yeah. the other third guy in that in that list he's a big man so you have the number one overall pick and you don't have anybody to pick with it that's my thing I I, I agree with you on that um I didn't understand the D'Lo trade at all um I get. I got it from from obviously the the perspective of oh, Ta- Towns wants to play with Cat, or I mean Towns wants to play with D'Lo, and you know like they they got it again. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. You're a GM. You got to satisfy your superstar. So you want to keep your superstar. You want to keep Carl Anthony Towns. You got to do something that's gonna keep him happy, and, and you want to get him a guy that he wants, and he likes D'Angelo Russell. But I just man, D'Angelo Russell is. Is he an all-star? Yes, by by history he is. But if you look at it, would you consider I do no. not think he is an all-star player. He made the all-star team off of a replacement yeah. on the one of the worst East Coast all-star teams in years. Mm-hmm. Like that was a terrible roster or terrible Eastern Conference. So yeah. hot take here. I don't think DeAndre Russell is even a star. I think he's a very good player. But I also think he's super one-dimensional. I think he's a good shooter. I think he's a good scorer. Yeah. And I think the Warriors realized that. A lot of people were saying, oh, the Warriors are going to package the, the D-Lo and the pick for Giannis. Like, come on now, man. Bob Myers, I think, realized his thing. And I'm not saying then it's no, this is the Warriors. I, this is just more of – I think people overrated D-Lo in general. I, I, people thought that they could get a superstar for a guy that's not even a – a all-star why if you're if you're milwaukee do you want a you know a, a number two pick in a horrible draft that you know and i'm not saying that's horrible as in there's gonna there's nobody but it's yeah. a it's a draft where if you paid me to get a top five pick i would not want to do that as a gym because yeah. that is scary you're like, most likely gonna mess up hey i mentioned it earlier there's more value like in that late lottery to f- late first round there's more value there than there's in the top five Exactly. And I think that's, that's a problem. And, and even the wolves, that's funny because according to Kevin O'Connor, they want to trade that number one pick for a, a quote win now player. So in they your opinion, Gordon Hayward, who do you, <laughs> I mean, Gordon Hayward is winning now. That's, that is a fact, but I think you would, you would have to leave him at gunpoint but, um, and they would probably still say no to that. What team is going to trade their win now player for, I don't know. Like I and, like. And who is a win now player that you, you see could going to the Timberwolves for the number one pick? Nobody. Because and here's 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 a trade I'll throw at you. This is not a win now player, but this is a blockbuster. All right, let me hear. If you are Monty McNair, you are the GM of the Kings. Do you take that number one pick and trade Buddy Hield and a future first round pick, protected? No, I'd I'd rather I'd rather trade Buddy Hill in the twelve pick and move up to like eight or something. I wouldn't want like a top five pick. I wouldn't. I agree. I, I, I think I, I'm I'm with you. Especially because you guys have Fox, so it'd be again, and you guys have Fox and Bagley. So like, if you want to punt on Bagley, I mean, yeah, so... or or Bagley, would you trade yeah. Bagley for the? T- I I mean, I again, I'd rather have trade... Bagley. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's like these aren't even win now players, right? Yeah. And and these are young like. If you're Minnesota, 
do you even want Marvin Bagley? That's that's a that's a I, I understand if that if that's a huge question. I get it. I trust me, I get why the questions of Marvin even come up because of his health, not because of his talent at all. Yeah, just when he health. plays, he's good. Exactly, he's good but uh, spot on, but but at the same time, it's like if he's not healthy and and you're Minnesota, who do you who do you trade for? Because that's probably the best player you can get. That's quote win and he's not even win now. He's a young player. There's no win develop. now. These win now players, you miss your chance on like the, the the Jimmy Butler. Oh, you had him. You you had a win now player. Now you're lose now because you traded your win now player to a you know a, a team that again a Philly that a team that didn't want him either. I mean they wanted him, but they 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 just yeah. didn't really they weren't willing as much. And I don't see that player out there. I don't know. I mean the only person like I said I could think of was Jimmy Butler, and he's and he's not he's he ain't leaving Miami. Let's 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 keep that. Crystal clear, he is not leaving Miami. I don't. I don't know who else could go there. It's. It's a. I'm trying to think right now. Devin really Booker. Think. I don't see the. Your Phoenix. You just went nine and zero at the end of the bubble. Right. Correct. Nine and zero. I don't know if I'm yeah. wrong. It might be eight. I and think 0. it was nine and zero. Nine and zero at the end of the bubble with. DeAndre Ayton coming back next year. Devin Booker coming back. Kelly Oubre coming back. Man, don't they blow have, it up. Don't blow it up. Don't blow that up. You got a young team. Okay. You should. Build off that with a very talented coach in Monty Williams. And I think if you kind of build off that, they have a future. But it's yeah. why, again, in what world would they trade Devin Booker for the number one? It makes no, it just, nah. it doesn't make sense. And that's why I'm like, no, I don't, I don't see any chance in hell that happens. Nah. I don't see them getting Booker. And it's like, okay, you're not getting Booker. You're not getting a guy like Bagley. You know, you're Celtics. I mean, I don't know who the Celtics, they're not going to give a, I don't even want the first pick. They're not giving up Jalen Brown for the number one pick. That's yeah, the best I don't, player you can get. As a Celtics, oh, they're, they're definitely not getting Jason Tatum. Yeah, yeah. Don't even give. Let's I don't want to get you started on let's that. Say you're Portland, and then they're like, "We'll give, we'll give you CJ McCollum for the first because that's the caliber of player you're gonna yeah. get." Like that, but that's not- CJ is he's a talented player. He's a good shooting guard, but he's and and you know who actually? It's funny. I just thought of a guy, but that's not gonna get you a championship. Bradley Beal. I think Bradley Beal is one of my favorite most Dude, underrated players in this league i, need I would still him to have him next to fox so bad no 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 we need to get him next to fox we need to get a you guys got enough talent we need we need all we need the most yeah. talent we can get yeah you got a point anyways last topic we'll cover real quick um speaking of the warriors uh who made that trade um, I thought the Warriors at first, speaking of that trade, last last thought I'll give on D'Lo's trade is I thought at first that was a horrible trade for the Warriors. I'm like, why would you give up D'Lo to get Wiggins? That makes no sense. But seeing that that pick for – they got a – I didn't see that they got a pick for next year that's yeah. top three protected. That moves into an unprotected in 2022, which most likely they're going to give up next year because I don't even – I don't know. Maybe they'll get – maybe they'll be top three bad team or top three bottom team, but I don't see it. So – I mean, I, 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 at the end of the day, I was, I was shocked to see Bob Myers would do such a, you know, in my opinion, such a, a dumb yeah. trick. Like, why would you want Wiggins? It made no sense to me, but now I get it. I, I got why he did it. Delos, hey, his value wasn't that high, you know? Think about it this way. They basically let Kevin Durant walk to Brooklyn like he was going to all along. And then they yeah, said, they well, to make the contracts that. work, why don't you just give us Delo? And they took Delo, flipped him for Wiggins and a first-round pick. So, basically, they went from losing KD for absolutely nothing to getting Wiggins, who I don't know how Wiggins will be next year on the Warriors, yeah. but 
if he can be a scorer, if he can give you like 15 But points, even excluding Wiggins, it's yeah. just they got a first-round pick for free. And that first-round pick's probably going to end up top 10. It will. I think it will. I don't see Minnesota. pick for a guy you knew were going to walk away. And Minnesota got absolutely – And in a very talented draft coming up. They got, yeah. they got some nice drafts coming up, and that's – that are more top-heavy. And that's – Because Golden that's, State has the second pick this year, which – who knows who they pick, but they also are going to have that top pick next year. They have a very good chance to do what the Spurs did in 97, where they can go like, you know what I mean? Like David Robinson, they can go dynasty and just, just transition right back dynasty. in. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised. That's Bob yeah. Myers is a wizard. And he's, it's surprisingly because you have mentioned that uh, if they don't trade their pick, um, a lot of teams are talking about it about them trading their pick. And, um, you know, that apparently that they're reported to have more support, um, for Edwards at two, yeah, uh, or sorry, for Wiseman at two than Edwards, yeah, um, and that's the route they're gonna go. Apparently, if they don't make a trade, they're gonna go for Wiseman. Which, I mean, we don't know how that's gonna go. I don't. I mean, I don't know how that fits with the Warriors. I don't really see them going that route. I. I think that's. I'm gonna tell you right now. Anybody that's listening, the Warriors are lying. They are not drafting this player. They are absolutely not drafting this player. You got Steph Curry at how old? 32, 33 years old yeah. now? Yeah, dude, I want them to take LaMelo so bad. Oh, I would love for them to get LaMelo. You yeah. got Clay Thompson, who is coming off a torn ACL. You got Draymond Green, who is... They're all you know, 33 plus, aren't they? I believe they're all at least 30 plus. Yeah. Um, and that's that's not a team that's getting younger. They're they're only getting older. They're not out of their prime by any means, but they are coming off. Steph's coming off a major injury. Clay's coming off a major injury. Draymond's coming off pretty much a season, a wasted season. Um, so we'll kind of see how that goes. I think uh, if anything, if they do make that pick, they I will say this: the Warriors. Don't be shocked. My uh, early prediction is the Warriors are going to trade down. And get Denny of Dia. Denny of Dia today, apparently, breaking news again. We got you guys. First. He fit them so well. He fit them so well. He killed his workout today. He, the Warriors were absolutely, quote, blown away today by him. And then I think that's, do not be surprised. Bob Myers finds those, you know, he likes to find that little piece of dust in the ground that's, ends up being a crystal and uh, i'm not gonna lie to you if the celtics were to trade up and get like the second or first pick denny's probably my pick because he's he'd fit the celtics best and he would be able to he would i think i always thought that denny had the highest floor in the draft he's gonna be able to make an impact right away so that's why honestly if the warriors did that i wouldn't be shocked at all I wouldn't be shocked at all. I could see them trading down, getting a nice young – not a young player. I see them getting a, a player that fits in that, mm-hmm. that 30 range and trading that pick away and getting Denny as well as another complimentary player to get to get fit next to Steph, Clay, and Draymond. And I, I can see the Warriors coming back to be contenders next year. So uh, I think we're, we're, we're in for an exciting year. Uh, we got the draft coming up in – Less than a month, man. How are you feeling about the draft? How are you feeling about the draft for the Celtics? You excited? You think you, <laughs> you – I mean, I don't know. Where you guys slotted at? 20 – We're at 14, 26, 30, and 45. There is 0% chance we make all four picks. That's absolutely true. Danny Ainge does not we do that. We can't make all four picks. We don't have that roster space. <laughs> That's true. I mean – if the Kings had that same situation, I remember, and we ended up drafting uh, like four guys, and 
uh, I mean, we don't. That's that's Vladi Divac. So let's 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 keep in mind that last year though we had three we had three picks, and I remember thinking there ain't no way we make all three picks. And sure enough, we walk away with Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, uh, Tremont Waters, and Carson Edwards. And I was like, I guess, I guess, and not really. I mean, aside from Grant, Grant's the only one that showed much. Yeah, Grant is decent, but the rest of them, yeah, they're not really. As far as the Kings, man, I, I mean, I've heard people talk about Sadiq Bay. Um, you know, RJ Ham. I'm big on RJ Hampton. I'd love the Kings to get RJ. Yeah. I think he'd be a very good fit. Um, we'll talk more about draft and what we think our respective teams should pick, and we'll kind of do a mock up for you guys before draft day um, yeah. we'll have a whole draft breakdown for you guys we'll we'll talk about the players we'll talk about their strengths and weaknesses um we do this all the time i mean me and caleb had a we did this last year or not sorry not last year two years ago when the kings drafted um marvin bagley and um uh, you had the Suns drafting Aiden, and we all did mocks and i thought well uh, our mocks were actually pretty pretty spot on as far as Mm-hmm. talent wise and how what should have went i um, had luca going to the kings of two just so you guys know <laughs> i'm sorry don't get up and walk away <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't okay mean I'm, I'm sorry i need to take a break i need to take a break <laughs> that i don't talk about luca please luca just gets me mad uh, he he makes my blood pressure rise guys so um, if you want to piss me off send us luca gifs in the comments below because that will make you that will probably make me block you i'm kidding i won't block you guys but still yeah, so I, I had I had Luca going too. I had eight and one. Um, I had him going to us too, and I had I had Michael Porter Jr. as a sleeper. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I just had to show him a picture of Luca and Fox together. I'm sorry. Listen, don't say don't say, don't say you're sorry if you don't mean it. <laughs> Listen, I'm I hurt, apologize, but that was your own fault. Anyways, guys, I'm done with this. I'm done with this guy. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, fire first episode. I thought we had a great first episode. Um, I think so too. Had a lot to talk about. I mean, yeah. If you want real NBA news, you're not. I promise you, you will not get anything better than you'll get right here because we're we're gonna give it to you the full the, everything. We're we're not here to sugarcoat anything, whether it comes to our teams whether it comes to any NBA team or when we get, when we start getting guests on and we're, again, we have plans to have, bring some guests on. Um, we're going to try to keep it as honest, as blunt yeah. as we can and, and really get the, the, the deep and the juicy stuff, not the drama. We don't really care if we're not a drama based show. You, you guys can go to uh, skip Bayless for that and Stephen <laughs> A and you know, Max Kellerman and all of them, but we're here for actual quality content. We want to, we want to kind of get you guys involved and, and keep you guys updated on, on what's going on with the NBA um, and other sports. Like I said, we're, we're, we're coast to coast. We we got Pittsburgh and we got Sacramento. So um, we're, we're, we're trying to give it to you guys all based on different perspectives as well, you know, based on East coast perspective, West coast perspective, kind of say like, Oh, this is the consensus over here. This is what's over here. Um, and yeah, and we, we, we love to get more and more deep dive into certain stuff. We're going to give you a huge deep dive on draft up coming up. Yeah. Huge deep dive on free agency coming up next week. We're actually having a special Halloween podcast where Caleb's going to be in his Halloween costume as well as I am. 
<laughs> Caleb, you got your Halloween costume ready? I have to make it. Okay, you don't sound committed. Anyway, no, he's going to be ready. Dude, you're going to die once you say it. He'll be ready. I'll be re- I, I Trust me, I got I got my Halloween costume in, uh, coming in the mail. So we're going to have a fire Halloween episode for you guys. We're going to have Halloween segments. Um, we're going to have some funny segments. Um, just give us time, guys. We work with this. We're going to kind of improve. We'll get better. Episode. We'll get better throughout the episodes. Exactly. It's, it's it's this is our first episode. I'm surprised we went all the way through. There's not you can see there there are no edits in here. So if 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 you think that we're this is a it's also first take. As you can see, look behind me. It's dark. We okay, started when we this started, was light out. When we started, it was light out. So I don't want to hear anything. Um, actually, you give it give your criticism honestly though. Give you guys criticisms and comments and like actual constructive stuff below. We'd love to hear you guys, you know, just kind of like keep us, keep us in the loop for what we need to do better because we're, we're not here for ourselves just to talk to a damn screen yeah. all day. We want to, we want to get out, get this out to as many people as we can. So send this to your friends, go to your mother and say, Hey, this is a great podcast. You need to learn more about sports. Go to your dad and say, you know what? We need to spend some more father, daughter, father, son, bonding, bonding time. You know, go, go to your best friend and say, why are you listening to you know a new drake song listen to a new podcast man <laughs> like come on we got enough people listening to you know these big networks these big artists come, come on come on along we'll we'll make we'll, we'll make it a fun ride for you guys all right amir tell them where they can follow you at all right you guys can follow me at on instagram at amir f23 um on twitter at <laughs> it's tiger time t <laughs> okay keep in mind my twitter was made in, in middle school i'm gonna change that um but i like to i didn't change it because it keeps all my tweets so i'm gonna change that for you guys it's 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 tyga t-y-g-a time t-y-m-e this fool over here what are you laughing at caleb no, but, yeah. uh, you guys Anyways. follow me on instagram at juicy red zero and on twitter at Celtics underscore rise. Perfect. Uh, again, we appreciate you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys' support. Um, even if you're only able to catch a little bit of the podcast, um, that's perfect. Whether you're listening to this on the way to work, you know, uh, working out, uh, you know, in the shower, I don't know, on the toilet. I don't know. I don't really care. I don't really want to know. But however you guys are listening to this, uh, we appreciate it. And we, we thank you guys for doing it because um, at the end of the day, if, if we don't have listeners, we're just talking to ourselves. I mean, we'll still do it, but. Uh, yeah, I like talking to him here. He's cool. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> thank you guys. Um, this was a great first podcast. Let us know what you, what you want us to cover in the comments. We'll, we'll go over whatever else you guys want us to talk about, um, whether it's sports related and we could talk about stuff, not sports too. Uh, you know, we're not talking politics. There's debate going on. I ain't talking politics. Don't talk. Nah, don't ask me about politics. politics. I'm not going there. You can talk about anything else, though. Let me know in the comments what you guys want to talk about. We'll do that. Thank you guys for tuning yep. in. Um, we'll be back next week for a special Halloween episode, and it's going to be fire. It's going to be fire. We're going to have a little scaries in it. Um, I'll try to have some little some little props in the background, and uh, you know. We'll, we'll make it special for All you right. guys, even though it's our second episode. And get ready. We got some guests coming soon. So just be patient. Don't be 
rushing us, hitting us. When are you going to get LeBron on the show? When is, when is, you know, Coach K going to come on? Like, just, you know, just give us some time. We'll, we'll eventually get to, you know, the, the Coach K's, the, the Calipari's, you know, the, the KD's. Eventually, just, just give us time. We'll, we'll give you guys some really good guests. This, you're not going to get these guests on these ESPN shows. You're going to get the typical basic answer. So we got you guys. Tune right. in again next week. We'll see you guys. Have fun. Make sure you don't forget to tell your your mothers, your fathers, your grandma. Make sure you get your grandma and tell her, hey, you need to listen to this podcast because you don't know how much longer she has to live. So she needs to listen to this. All right. Oh, my God. All right. We're <laughs> out of here. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode. We'll be Peace. back for the Halloween special. Deuces, guys.